Feng Shui shifts the energy of your space, which then shifts the energy and circumstances of your life. Welcome to Heal, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. For joining me for this episode of Heal. Today on this episode, I welcome Jillian Rothschild Scholar, who is a feng shui. I say feng shui, but I think I could say feng shui, but I'm going to ask Jillian how to pronounce that properly. She's an expert. So <laughs> welcome. Thank you for coming on, Jillian. Thanks for having me. So how do you pronounce that? Feng shui. Feng, like a you-ish. Feng, it's it's like F-U-N-G-S-H-W-A-Y, feng shui. Yeah, I think it's the shui part. It's the feng part that I always confuse. I always stop and think, am I saying yeah. that right? Well, thank you for clarifying. Um, it's been such a journey to get you on. I know we've both had our own issues here and there with technology and personal things on my end. And I'm just so happy that you're finally able to come on. I would like to say to the audience that I just mentioned this to Jillian. However, I think it's I think it's accurate in saying we talk a, about a lot of different topics here on this podcast, including mindfulness, meditation, energy work, healing, honoring our past, awareness, all of that stuff. And and perhaps if you've never heard of feng shui, you may be like, why is Liz having Jillian on? Well, it has everything to do with energy. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's about you, you're energy. right. You yeah. it, it is absolutely about energy, feng shui for people who for people who don't know what feng shui is. Like if we were in an elevator and you're like, what exactly is feng shui? Yeah. It literally it translates from Chinese to be wind water. And it's a big topic, and I know that our time is limited. To me, you can give me a quickie and then yeah, talk yeah. more about it. Yeah. Sure. To me, feng shui is a support system for our lives. When our lives have support through our environment, then it's much easier for us to achieve the things that we want in life, like well-being and abundance and love and happiness and prosperity and safety and freedom and options and all of those things. So we're talking about an, an ancient Chinese study of the natural environment, and it helps us create harmony and balance so that our lives are supported. This is a globally respected art and science. And what it does is it helps us to know how to find and use the most vibrant, supportive energy spots available in our spaces, whether it's our home or our offices, but we'll just say home for the time being. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you align with that, you open up these powerful energy channels that nourish and strengthens your own energy when you're aligned with it effectively. And then you can do better and you can be better. You can be clearer and more confident. I like to say that I help ambitious people who are feeling like there's something a little off in their life and they're looking for someone that they can trust to get clarity, enabling them to confidently move forward and accelerate the results. And that's because people, I believe people generally have intuition and you know, when something is not right, yep, you can tell, you can feel when something is not in your favor, when it's not going your way, there's a difference between like an adult size temper tantrum. Like I didn't get what I want. Like that's different than something you just like look around and go, something is weird. Something is not right. This is yep. not 
you can feel it. And that's typically the kind of person who's seeking me out because they're ambitious. They've got goals. They have things that they want to achieve. And maybe they're running into obstacles. They're finding that they, there are challenges. They're not able to get through them. They can't seem to move forward. They're feeling stuck in some way, um, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, maybe there's a health issue. Maybe they're hemorrhaging money in their business. I mean, all kinds of things happen that pe- people start to look around and go, what's going on here? And that's what I help with. So you help with indoor space where people live and also business spaces, I'm assuming. Yes. I will help with commercial and residential, typically residential, because usually what ends up happening is someone will go, there's something not right in one part of my life. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that we're going to address is the home. So even if someone is contacting me for business consultation, I'm almost always going to encourage that person to also have a consultation for their home because it's part of all of where their energy is. Mm -hmm. Um, And these days work really is at home. It's almost all. Yes. I mean, I have a handful (laughs) of clients that like have franchises and small business spaces, but um, I mean, unless you're a major corporation, the so many people are working from home and mm-hmm. that's become even more important over the last couple of years that you have a dedicated space in your house that you can work, that you can concentrate, that mm-hmm. you can feel productive so mm-hmm. that you can be your best version of yourself. So I love that. And um, I'm wondering when you were younger, let's say, let's go back a number of years and thinking about, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old you are. You're 40 something about. years old. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go back about 40 something years and, um, or 40. And like, what drew you to this energy form of energy? I'm going to call it way of living, but really it could result in a lot of healing. So is it safe to say energy healing? There are practitioners who say that what they're doing is healing spaces. There's, that's not an inaccurate concept. Um, I'm not, I'm not a psychic um, and I'm not, I'm not a licensed therapist either. Right. I, I, I focus on energy. I, I, but when the energy is clear and safe and flowing the way it should be, then so many other things fall in. Yeah. So many things fall into place. And then right. maybe you're just more open to and available to maybe healing in different parts um, right. of your life. So I know it's absolutely a bit of a reach to say this is an, a healing it is a healing art, but it I feel like healing. it is. Yeah, it certainly is. So actually in ancient China, this is part of the class that I teach in ancient China, there are five arts and one of them is feng shui. And back in ancient China, when you were ill, you would go to the healer, right? You would go to the Chinese, they they would just say medicine, or you go to the doctor. We call it traditional Chinese medicine, go to the doctor and the doctor's looking at all of the aspects of your life and may even come to your home to find out, is your home on the right side of the mountain? Is it too damp? Is it too dry? Is there something, is it too windy? Is there something that is in your space that is causing dis-ease? And that's the original, uh, like the, uh, the first documented information about how feng shui is really a holistic practice. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It really is amazing. Tell me what brought you to it. Was there anything um, monumentous or something in your life that was like, I need something new, something different. And then you were brought to this feng shui. So tell us, go back as far as you want. Tell us. I was like a totally weird kid. (laughs) I was, I was, I was a little bit of a weird kid. And um, I mean, I remember in high school, like I was not I was like fighting with my dad for the horoscope section of the newspaper because he wanted the crossword and I wanted the horoscope and it was on the same page. Yeah. That was my first memory of, you know, being into anything alternative. Yeah. Um, which 
led me to, you know, graduating high school and going to college and going through like a self-help phase where I read every self-help book that I could get my hands on, which that's fabulous at that age. (laughs) Oh yeah. I had my twenties were interesting. Um, and you know, in there, I would have picked up a feng shui book or two and, um, early in my twenties, I moved around a lot. I got married and moved around a lot. And in one of the houses that I lived in, I did really, really well in my business. The, the company liked what I was doing. I was very successful. I worked really, really hard. Um, and they moved me from the East coast out to Arizona to open up a new unit. And I was like, Mm -hmm. cool. And they moved me. Like, I thought I was going to stay with this company that I was going to move up the ladder that I, you know, I was going to, it was like where I was going to be. Mm-hmm. And we bought a house in Arizona and within a few months of buying that house, everything fell apart. Oh my, my relationship God. with my boss started to fall apart. My team, um, things with my husband started to become argumentative. It just, things were really not good No, to the point, to the point where my manager was like, you need to quote, choose to step down from your role. And I was like, what's happening here? Like you just moved me across the country. It was so bizarre. And so I chose to step down from my role. I was like, it was almost like jumping out of an airplane. I remember like, I can't, I knew it was not something I could stop. I was like, I'm just going to jump yep. and hit the ground. Yeah. And then I will heal from that point. And I, right after that, I sat in my home and I was sitting on the couch and I looked around the walls that were bare that I hadn't even decorated because we had just moved. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if it's the house. Cause I had, you know, read some books on feng shui. And that was really the moment where I remember going, there's this gotta be the house. And I called a practitioner who ended up being my first teacher. And she came in and she gave me a list of things to do. And I'm very task oriented. So it was like, do, 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 do. Yep, done. And I task oriented <laughs> and, and it was like, and it was like a light, like click. It was like, everything got brighter. Things started going my way, started feeling better. Um, and that, and, and I was like, oh, well, if I can do this, anybody can do this. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I'm totally going to study. And I studied with her and that was over 12 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And it led me to a really interesting path because I started with a more Western perspective on feng shui and which what's called BTB, Black Cat Tibetan Tantric Feng Shui. Um, and that's where I started with a more Western approach. And then I, my experience with that was that I felt like it wasn't holding for me. Right. So I'm just only talking about my own experience. I felt like there was gotta be more to this mm-hmm. than mirrors to put on the side of my house to you know, make my noisy neighbors be quiet or <laughs> the, the tchotchke that I, you know, like the lucky rabbits that I was putting around my house for romance and things that just didn't seem to make sense to me. And so I actually got with a colleague and she was like, you should read this book and call this woman. She's an amazing teacher who became my master. And that woman and I spent a year and a half doing private mentoring together. Um, so that was really how I tapped into the the classical approach to feng shui because the lineage mm-hmm. is the Wu Chang mastery lineage from Grandmaster Yap Chang Hai out of Kuala Lumpur, who was born in China. And um it's it was it's been an amazing experience. That lineage is really remarkable. Um some of the some of the more notable uh people on social media are out of that lineage. You know, there's it's never one thing. It's a little bit like um there, well that's not true. There are some people that take a lineage and that's all they do. They're, they're mm-hmm. very purist in that approach. Where mm-hmm. I have found that for me, what has been very helpful is to 
use that as a foundation and build like a pyramid. So I'm going to this teacher for something, which is a, a corresponding modality. And I'm going to a different teacher for another corresponding modality mm-hmm. and I'm pulling them together. So I have a toolbox of resources, um, kind of like a carpenter, like your carpenter comes to your home to build you a table. You don't expect him to only come with a hammer. You want him to come with a hammer and a nail and a saw and a level and glue gun and you right. know, all the things that, it, you know, to take to, to build a table, mm-hmm. um, so that you can have something that actually works. And that's how I approach my practice. That's great. So you finally um, shifted in your new home um, and you did all the things on the list and things started to come together for you. And that's when you started your teaching. That's when you started your education. When did you start working with people to help? Right away. I mean, well, so even for my, my first teacher, I had, I started incorporating those teachings and helping my friends and family. First, it was like, I'll just do this for you for free just to build up my experience and build up my practice and start to see some results Mm -hmm. and see what worked and see what didn't work. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm very much about testing stuff. So virtually, I feel like almost everything that I tell my clients to do, I have done because I want to be able to say, I know why you're struggling. I understand how this feels. And when I did this, this is what changes. And here's why. Um, and I really encourage people to take, to make small changes that are practical. Um, so yeah. So one of the things I learned in my own experience was that you make, you take a chance, you make a choice to make a change and then your, your goals shift. You want something new, you want to grow, you want to expand, and then you need another shift, another change, Mm -hmm. another, Mm -hmm. and and I call it fine tuning. Cause if you're if you're using good feng shui, then you're just doing small fine tuning things along the way to stay in the right harmonic note, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit like singing. If you and I are singing together and I make a change, then I might be off key. So I need to fine tune that in order to make sure we're back in harmony again. The same thing with the energy of your space. Um, does that answer your question? I think so. I had another okay. question though. <laughs> yeah. I'm adding on to what you just said. Um, if in fact you work on the home and the space and you get it just so, and things are really working. And then, like you said, you shift your goals, you shift your, you know, things are going really well. And now you want to change and add and shift and grow. Do you then have to reevaluate the space and see? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, the thing that I do with my clients is I like to give them a good foundation first. Here's why, because we're not building our own homes. Like we're not building a dream home. We're not, we're no longer building houses from scratch where we can align them using classical feng shui principles, turning a a foundation, a specific angle to build, to build a wealth formula. It's not like that anymore. We Mm -hmm. go on an MLS, we find a house that's for sale. We think, you know, we walk in, we go books or it feels, we go, oh, this feels good. Yeah. I can see myself here. Like you can imagine yourself here. And it's not until you actually get in it that you and live start it. and live it for, and yeah. usually it will happen. One of two things will happen either happen very quickly. Like it did with my case, like it was like very quick. I knew, and in hindsight, I know exactly what happened. Or sometimes it takes a little bit of while because the energy moves year to year, yep. month to month. And so things could be fine for two years and then wham, the third year comes on and the energy has shifted in a, in a way that's not favorable for you. Um, and, and we need to adjust. So in my practice, I meet with my clients first to get a foundation and see what's going on. And then I recommend an annual update every year so that we can fine tune each year and make small adjustments so that we can stay in the good energy flow. Sometimes it's just avoiding negative stuff. And it's never, in my experience, it's never one thing. So with classical feng shui, we're not using tchotchkes and trinkets 
we're using energy alignment. I'm not here for aesthetics. I'm here for energetics. So you get to make it as beautiful as you want. And your house does not need to look like an antique store in Chinatown in order to have good feng shui. It is very much about understanding where those energy hotspots are and using them. Um, and sometimes that means making small adjustments. Like I know the audience can't see this because this is a podcast, but this is a different position for my desk than it was last year that you're seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just because I'm making, we're now in the year of the tiger last year was the year of the ox. And I have to make some adjustments to the energy that's moved in order to be favorable for me. And so that's fine. On that note, um, what would you suggest can you give us without giving away the farm? <laughs> um, how, what would you suggest a home office to be? Are there any tips that you have anyone since a lot yeah. of people are working at home for their home office? Should their desk be facing a certain direction? What do you, what are some tips that you would have for home office people? So what's interesting about the year of the tiger that we're in now is that the annual flying stars are actually the same as one of the tools that we use in feng shui, which is called the loshu. And the loshu is the original palace or the original home of the flying stars. So someone's like, what's, what's flying stars? Yeah. What's flying, flying stars? What's flying stars? This is a system of calculating how energy moves and behaves. And because it works very quickly compared to other methods, it's a very popular system to talk about each year. Um, so what are these stars? Stars are unseen energy that behave in very distinct ways according to the environment that they're in. And flying simply means they're not stagnant. They keep changing their positions. And as the name implies, annual flying stars exert their energy and their influence for only one year. And because that's pretty potent one year is, you know, versus a 40 year period in feng shui, which is what mm -hmm. a lot of classical formulas are for one year is pretty strong, short-term energy. And, and on our lives, one, one challenging year can make a big difference mm -hmm. over a 10 year period. So we want as much as possible to use the good energy from year to year. So this year, the flying stars are actually in the same natal position as they originally are, which means they're going home. Essentially, it oh. means, that, yeah, they're going to their home palaces. They're going where it feels really good. And generally they behave well. I mean, we, the reason that we want to know this is simply because you want to know how stars are going to behave, how this energy is going to connect with you or the important things in your house, like your door, your bed, your stove, mm -hmm. if you have a pool or a major water feature, these are some significant things or an office, a home office. You want to know where these stars are going to be. It's sort of like when your in-laws come to visit, you want to know <laughs> when they're going to be there, how long they're going to be there, how they're going to behave, where they're going to be staying, what to right. expect. Right. So you can, you can have a good experience and stars are sometimes called good stars or bad stars, although they'll there's no forever good or bad star in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and the way to do this really well, and this is how I do this in my practice is first, you need to know your own energy, which mm -hmm. I'll talk about in a second. And when you know your own energy, then you can identify what area of your home, the star is visiting so that you can use that more. Um, so there's two parts to this. And I know it's a little bit of a long explanation, but the, first, okay. part is, <laughs> the first part is know your own energy. And if, if anybody's interested, I actually have a free calculator on my website. It's called a, it's called a Baza calculator, B-A-Z-I. Sometimes people say Bazi. Um, and if you go to the site, it's fsinmotion.com and in the resources section or in the services section, there's a Bazi calculator. 
Um, and it, what you do is you type in your birthday, your time of birth, if you have it, and the gender that you are assigned at the time of birth. And what it will do, it will calculate all kinds of really interesting things, including your Chinese astrology. And one of the sections, it will give you a life star, sometimes called a gua, a life gua number. And mm -hmm. that number corresponds to a flying star energy also. And so this is how you do it really well. You know your own energy, you understand the flying stars, and then you use the stars that are favorable for you. So this year, um, some of the best energy is in the Southeast sector, the South sector, the Northeast, and the North. Those are some of the best stars this year. Um, and they're generally, although this is not specific, it's generally pretty safe for almost everybody. If you're unsure, Northeast, Southeast, and South of the four are great to use because this is energy that either has to do with current wealth, future wealth, um, getting help or support, and uh, romance, travel, and education. Okay, question. <laughs> when you say um, those areas, mm -hmm. uh, do you mean, but we're still, I'm still thinking home office. Yeah. Um, do you mean in the room where you want your home office is where you should place the desk and do your work? Or do you mean in your home as a whole, that's where your home office should be in the Northeast? Hmm. One or the other or both, right? So that's a great question. And that is a much more nuanced practitioner-based question. So if you have a house- See, I'm so high level right now. <laughs> you're really, you're doing great. Actually, that was Thank a really you. good question. I do know a little bit about it. I just don't, I don't know it like you know it. Um, no, it's okay. okay. You're doing great. So, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say right above me here, I'm facing North right now. Okay. You're facing um, North. That's I'm great. not in the North of the house. The front of the house faces North, the, the back of the house faces South, which is mm -hmm. I think awesome because we sleep from North to South. So my head's always North and my feet are always South. I think that's a feng, feng shui thing. That's it is right? a feng shui thing. It is Yay. absolutely a feng shui thing. Okay. Now the thing yes. to do is go on that Bazi calculator and the calculator will also give you your lucky directions. So you'll want to identify if North South is a lucky direction for you. What if it's not? Then, then I would potentially, I would potentially recommend that you make a different change for sleeping, especially if you're not feeling well. Okay, so then my so my my office space now is definitely upstairs. I would say more. Actually, it's the southeast part of the house. I, can you see me looking this way, trying to? Figure yeah, yeah. It out? I mean, the people can't see this, right? Because it's a podcast, but it's fine. And people go, "Oh, where's what's north? Where does the sun come up? Like, where does it go down? Where am I? Usually, yeah. that's where I do the podcast, which is upstairs. Um, I'm downstairs today, mm -hmm. but um, okay. So that's where. It's funny because that space, I, I often want to shift and change the furniture in it. Like I am a, I am a furniture mover. Yeah, I, I did that as a kid. In hindsight, like when I was really little, I would move my furniture around. My dad be like, you're moving furniture again? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I've got nothing else to do. Like I didn't really know what I was doing in hindsight, you know, but as a kid, but this is what babies do naturally. You put a baby down in their crib and they naturally turn around in their sleep. Like you could put them the same way and they, you wake up and they're in a totally different direction because they're naturally self-soothing. They're naturally aligning themselves with energy that's more favorable for sleeping. Mm -hmm. My grandmaster said something like, you can change a man's fortune by giving them a good sleeping direction. 
not that money will fall out of the sky, right? And the person won't necessarily become a millionaire. But no, maybe but that fortune person, means so much, so much, so many. Right. If somebody's things. homeless, maybe someone will come I'm and offer them a job. On the or, lines of like health and love, and mm-hmm. you know, fortune does yes. not mean income. Right. And to me, anyway, prosperity and abundance, and and good fortune and happiness mean different things for different people. For a lot of people, health is wealth. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of why people will contact me. I will say this. People don't usually contact me to ask me what color to put their drapes up. Mm-hmm. People are usually calling me for big stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. And I once asked my teacher this question. I was like, why is this happening? Why am I getting all these hard things? And she's like, it's because it's part of what you can do. It's not only that, capacity. but I think when people hit a, hit a roadblock um, and they feel like they've, it, they've exhausted all of their options. It's like when they call me for Reiki, <laughs> like, yeah. like, okay, have you ever done this before? They're like, no. Have you ever really heard about it before? Not really. And I'm yeah. like, okay, then I feel like there must be something big going on because right. why would you just decide to on a whim, call someone you wouldn't right. because you're really, there's right. really something going on. And I actually, I don't even advertise. So when someone calls me, I'm like, how did you find me? Yeah. <laughs> Normally it's from a referral. Um, yeah. Usually people find me through a referral, which is great because it tells me that my clients are having good results. Yeah. Um, right. Every now and then someone will be like, I found you on Google. And I'm all, you must've been really digging because I'm not <laughs> on the first page of Google. Um, oh, you should be. All right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so home office, we're thinking Southeast or Northeast. Right. So for example, yes. if you had your office in the Southeast last year, because the annual misfortune star was visiting in the year of the ox in the Southeast, might have been some challenges last year. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of my business in general and COVID thinking, oh gosh, right. it just, it's been tough. Might have been really tough last year. Um, and if, and if your start, your life star number was affected by that energy also, then you would have gotten like a double whammy. Yeah. Um, I'll have to figure out my lucky stars. That's what it's called, right? I didn't just make that up. It's a, it's a, it's some, it's called a life star or a oh. life gua. And then, in, you know, I don't, I did make it up. It's okay. You I sort of made it up, but you put it. I'm thinking of Madonna. Up. That's all. I like Madonna. Her stuff, her chart's amazing. <laughs> her Bazi, her, her Chinese astrology chart is remarkable. Did you know that Prince and Michael Jackson and Madonna were all born in the same year and their charts are very, very similar? No she's, way. And she's the only one that's still alive. She's, her chart is amazing. She's remarkable. And she's into feng shui. Of course she is. She's, of course she is. she's into all of this stuff. She's into all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, oh, you were yeah. saying lucky star, but actually it's lucky. It, when you go to the calculator, it says lucky directions. And basically okay. it just indicates that you have four quote, good directions and quote, bad directions. Although again, nothing is forever good or bad, but the idea is that the more that you can use your quote, good directions or your lucky directions, then you're adding an extra layer. So if your office in the year of the, the tiger, because 2022, if your office is in the Southeast sector, then you would benefit from the annual four star, which is good for romance, travel, education. Um, and it's a wood, it holds the characteristic of wood element. And depending on your life star or even your Chinese astrology chart, it could be beneficial for you. It can help you with focus. It can help you with potentially with money. Um, and then you can fine tune it again by going, okay, my personal good directions are North, East, Southeast, and South. And so maybe in that room, it's more comfortable for me to have my back up against a wall and face looking East while I'm working, or maybe it's better for me to look South, whatever it is for you based on your, your lucky directions and, okay, and what so, makes sense right, in the room. So that's, a, that's great. That, that makes me think for a minute. 
So, okay, my office, I'm just going to use me as an example. Okay. My office is already in the Southeast, but it's on the second floor. That's fine, right? That's fine. My office is in the Southeast part of the house. Yes, because the sun goes down over there. That's right. So the office is over there. Now, which way should I have the desk facing? Because I was literally just going to make it face north. I was changing it. It's never faced north before. So I was going to move it. Yeah, you can certainly. So so the answer is you can. Whether you should or not will be dependent on your life star number, which we can take a look at. Um, So if people are listening to this, the site is fsnmotion.com. And then actually the it's fsnmotion.com and then it's slash B-A-Z-I hyphen calculator. Um, and then figuring out if North is favorable for you or not. I'm guessing, I'm just guessing, although we haven't looked at it yet. Yeah, if I'm you're already sleeping, we're done. I mean, we yeah, can do it now and chat. We can do it, it now. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just guessing if you're sleeping North South and you're, you're probably already aligning with good energy naturally, although part of what I do is I always like to check. Um, well, you know, what's really funny about that sleep thing is yes, I do sleep North to South. And then um, some nights I don't sleep in my bed because I don't feel well. So I will sleep in another place and it's actually opposite, which I find really interesting. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm looking for that feng shui. Are you still there? I am still here. I'm absolutely still here. <clears throat> okay. Cause I am not looking at you right now. I am going on your website. Um, it's a, it's a really interesting system. I mean, while you're doing that, I'll just say this sort of one thing. So there's not like a bunch of dead air. Oh, so yeah. this, <laughs> you know, cause nobody can see that you're doing your calculation. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. So ahead. this system, you know, when we talk about Chinese astrology or we talk about Batsa, Ba means eight, Z means characters. So this is really a system known as the four pillars of destiny. When a system asks for a person's gender, it means a gender assigned at the time of birth, assigned when you were born. So regardless of our experience of our gender now, almost all of us were assigned at birth, a decision that was not made by you, right? It was, you know, just, it was made by somebody else. Mm -hmm. So despite our current understanding of gender and the teachings within this particular system are only concerned with what's assigned at birth. And it's not the only system. I mean, it's the system that I use. It's the way that I was taught in the system. It doesn't know everything. No one system does, which is also why (laughs) I use multiple tools and different methods in order to get where I'm going. So if someone feels left out or if they find that it doesn't, you know, ring true or doesn't feel right, I really encourage people to, you know, continue exploring to find a system that works. Um, But once you go in and you type in your birthday and you, you put in your uh, gender information time if you have it because you'll get a more complete picture you know i give... didn't have the exact time i feel like it's six something a.m would it be beneficial to put six but no minutes if it's not um that's I fine don't... it's okay and you just do the best you can this is a this is a very generic calculator it's not a professional version like so when i do when I do a reading for clients, I'm asking for time of birth and location because Mm -hmm. I'm going to be calculating for adjusting for things like daylight savings time and the location on the planet so that it's accurate for solar time. Um, So it may be a little bit different. Oh my gosh. I wonder what all of this stuff means. Can we go over it a little bit? Sure. We can go over it. So um, just if if you're willing to share, because it is, you know, giving your information away, do you want to share your life star number? It's two. 
Okay, I kind of so thought. It says two, but then it says two in parentheses. What does that mean? What do you mean two in parentheses? If there's a number two and then there's mm -hmm. a two in parentheses. I don't know why there's a two. In On the line where it says life star? Yeah. Okay. I That's can share right. the screen with you and we can chat about it. Sure, we can chat about it if you're open to that. Oh, you're the best. Thanks. I, I was not <laughs> expecting to do this. This okay. is where it becomes really interesting and meaningful because I, I think there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of watered down stuff out there on social media about um, feng shui. And I really yeah. think it does need to be personalized. Okay. So um, you are a life star two and your day master from your Chinese astrology chart is Yangwood. So that's great. And last year was your noble manure. Um, and this year you have a sky horse star. So the sky horse is potentially something that will trigger movement. So things are likely going to be changing for you. Awesome. But if you scroll down a little bit, yeah. um, you can see where it says eight mansions. It says that you're a West group person and your lucky directions are Northeast, West, Northwest, and Southwest. So actually if you're sleeping with your head to the North, that is unfavorable. And actually I would probably recommend that you change that. Um, I'm guessing that you're with a partner or a spouse who benefits from that direction, especially if you had said like you weren't sleeping really well, sometimes you didn't feel good. The reason is because you're sleeping on a really negative direction. And even in the advanced stuff that I do for a West group person, there's nothing available in the North for fine tuning that we can use. It's that makes no. me sad. So does this mean, Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's very illuminating. Does this mean that, um, where it says lucky directions for health West, that I should be sleeping with my head to the West and my feet to the East? Yeah. Okay. I might try to do that see what happens. Yeah. And so like, just, just from this information, right. We already said that your office is in the Southeast, which is fine. You can use that as a sector. But now that we have this bit of information, it might be beneficial for you to turn so that you're facing west. So it's, my desk, my office can be in the southeast, but my my the way I face when I do the majority of my work should be toward the west. Could be anything west. It could be west, northwest, or southwest. You can also use northeast, but but if you're dealing with a health issue, I generally recommend the one that says health because. In Chinese, it's called Tianyi. Tianyi is like, um, it's called the heavenly doctor. So it's like getting help from heaven and it helps with all kinds of things. It's not only about health, but it can also be about, it's like second best for money and it's great for health and relationships. It's like a good, it's like a good overall direction to use. Okay. So West is it? Because health means different things for different people, yeah. but yeah, if you're dealing, if you're really, if you're dealing with a health issue, then I would recommend using West. So it's so totally safe to be in the Southeast um, as a sector and let's, you know, I, so this is, this is, I've not seen a floor plan. I've not been to your house, right? This is just from this information. Yeah. That's how you use this. Yeah. But that's okay. Because in the room that I'm speaking about, and I know listeners, I know that this is all about me and my house right now, but that's okay. <laughs> I think it's very helpful yeah. to hear it because yeah. I'm looking at the chart from her website. If you choose to go there, um, then this, this information that we're talking about now might clear some things up for me, for you. Yeah. Like the questions I have, you may have similar questions, even though the information may be different. Um, I do have a question about the five factors. Do you see my five factors there? I do. So can you I'm scroll down a little bit? What, yeah. What does that mean? Because okay. oops, sorry, no, no. I scrolled yeah. down. Yeah. That's okay. Like this? No, no, the other way. 
So the five factors are what are known as the five elements. The five elements are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And Mm -hmm. what this does, I don't actually use this a ton in my practice because I do it a different way. This is a, this is a, this is a generic calculator that I, you know, I make available for people. So they understand the balance of elements that are, we're, we're always looking for balance and harmony. Right. And so when we see a chart that is significantly out of balance in one element or another, or, or doesn't have any of it, then that is an indicator that there could be a health issue. There could be other challenges. And so these five factors are actually the elements and the percentage that they are in your chart. So if you go down a little bit, um, yeah, keep going down. Then you can see, as you scroll down, you can actually see your four pillars of destiny. You can see the year, the month, the day, and the hour that you had indicated, um, along with what are called your 10 year luck pillars. So the 10 year luck pillars gives us an extra layer of information about how the energy is affecting you in a specific time period. Um, so you, you probably had a really hard time in 2020. Can you go up a little bit? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Keep going up a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. I'm laughing. It's okay. I'm like, you can oh, stop yes. there. And how do you know that? What do we, how do you know that? What have you, how do you know that? How do I know that? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I, we, a lot of us have, but right. I'm a lot of people have this. right now, but, and some people have done really, really well in the pandemic. I mean, this is the thing, like some people have challenges and some people don't. Well, you know, you're right because business-wise I, I was struggling and I was mm-hmm. pivoting and I was doing all the things. Um, and I don't think I've recovered from that yet, my business, but personally, I absolutely looked in, I mean, I had some ups and downs, mm-hmm. but I think that I did all right considering Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like in, in different areas, yeah, it was difficult, but in some other areas, it was great. Right. Um, the good news is that you have some things in your four pillars of destiny chart that are really desirable this year. Cause you have actually have a good amount of fire element in your chart and we haven't had fire element in the last couple of years. Um, and it's been challenging because the emotion that goes with fire element is hope and optimism and it brings warmth and generosity and caring, which you have a lot of in your chart and I'm sure this is part of the reason that you do what you do um, and that people are attracted to that. And that's going to be even more in demand this year. So it's, this is potentially beneficial for your business, um, especially if you want to bring in something that has a spiritual connection to your business. And, and you're, and you're asking how I know this. I know this because well, I've done this for over a decade, right? And this is part of what I do in my business. As I look at someone's personal Chinese astrology chart, because what I'm doing in my practice is I'm bringing in the person to the space and the timing. It really is a three-prong approach. When we look at your own energy, then we can identify the right spots of the physical space and the right timing Mm -hmm. to take action. That's really what, it's sort of like a trifecta that makes things light up even more brilliantly. All right. We're going to, we have to take a quick break, but I I do, I don't want to, um, I don't want to stop talking about that me. I'm just okay. We can go back to you. It's I, I get it. People always want to talk about themselves. It's just so interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll come back. And and you know, I told you that we were gonna earlier before we started recording that we're gonna talk about how people can reach you and hire you. And we're still going to do that. Okay. I do have a couple of quick questions though. Sure. I think that I'm going, going to try to make more generic so it would appeal to most of the listeners. <laughs> Otherwise me. they're like, oh, she's getting a reading. That's nice. What about me? <laughs> they, they'll find it interesting. But anyways, we'll be right back. We'll be right back, everyone. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. 
Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And thanks for coming back. I'm still here with Jillian Rothschild Scholar. And on the break, we, of course, we're talking about so many great things. We're like, okay, we've got to start recording again so we can get it all on record. Um, so we were talking about placements in my specific home office. But generally speaking, I think the two places where people spend the most time these days are sleeping in their bedroom or wherever, or working in a home office, whether it's the same room or not. Um, so can you give us some tips for, um, and I know everyone is individual based on their, their chart. However, general tips for sleeping bedrooms sure. in, in general? Yeah, I, I want to say this one small thing before yes. we get into that. So my yeah. teacher always said, everyone always wants the whole enchilada. Yeah. Sometimes all you go to the nachos. And in, in feng shui, the nachos are your bed, your desk, your door, your main door, not just necessarily your front door, but the door you use the most. Because a lot of times in suburban America, we have attached garages and we come through, we park our car and we go into the okay, interior so garage door. Okay, so we have door. to back up. We need to talk about my door too. So <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Your bed, your desk, your desk, door. Yeah. Your kitchen and <gasps> particularly your stove placement. Stove placement has a lot to do with health and wealth. I bet you a thousand dollars if I had it right now that mine is probably in the wrong place. Well, and that we can talk about a feng shui consultant if you want to put that money into a consultation. Um, it could be that your stove is triggering a health issue or a wealth issue. Damn, and so also it can't be the potato chips and the gin that I, in, that I, I mean, that's also I'm a health kidding. choice. I, I joke around about that stuff. I, I, I used, that used to be me. <laughs> really? My Reiki teacher used to say that it was really good to eat potato chips after a healing because it was good for grounding. And I was like, great. That means I get to stop at McDonald's and get French fries. And she was like, it's the only time I'll let you eat French fries. Listen, what's really funny is I said this to my partner. I said to him, every time I do a Reiki class, I come home and all I want to do is have a burger and French fries. And I said, I think it's because it's bringing me back down because <laughs> I was just flying high all day, literally energetically. Yeah. And I, and I'm like, I just want a beer, a burger and French fries. And cause I haven't eaten all day usually because I don't mm -hmm. usually eat before one of those mm -hmm. classes. It's just, mm -hmm. it's funny because I, I really do think, um, it just brings me back down. Yeah. Sounds grounding. Good. That's yeah. what she said. She used to be like, go get some French fries on your way home. Okay. That was years ago. Yeah, um, no reason. I don't need an excuse to get my French fries on the way. Home. <laughs> I'll use that one though. <laughs> there you go. Uh, right. So back to the nachos, right. And also a water feature. So uh, like I live in Arizona where like every other house has a pool right. and a massive water feature like that can be actually a wealth generator if it's placed properly. So mm -hmm. back to the nachos, doors, beds, stoves, desks, water features, main areas that you use the most. Those are typically the nachos. So when we're talking about bedrooms, there is a system called eight mansions which we saw a little glimpse of when we were looking at your information from the calculator on my website, because we saw your eight mansions, lucky directions that mm -hmm. also corresponds to a sector of your home. Mm -hmm. So if you're a West group person, like you are, then the sectors that are favorable for you would be West, Northwest, Southwest, and Northeast. 
And those would be sectors that would be favorable for you in general. Now, the way to do this really well is to then match yourself up with a house that also has those good sectors of the house. And you had said that you're in a north-south facing house. Yep. It's the, that's the access, right? So it, you said that faces north and it sits, it's, it's back as the south. Yep. Um, which is what I would call an East group house, which is potentially not so favorable for you. I enter through the East door. No, the West. Oh my God. The East is that way. And the West is that way. So right. I'm so not could in be... the Southeast and my office is not the same. This is why, this is oh why you God. call a practitioner. Okay. Cause you're like all backwards. I'm, I'm facing North. So West is this way. So my office is actually Southwest. <gasps> okay. So your office is in a good sector for you. And that's, that's the West side is the entrance to my house as well. Okay, great. One, so the one that I use the most. Excellent. So that's, so, so what, from a feng shui perspective, I would call this sort of mixed luck. If your house is a South, if a North South access facing, it's an East group house, but you're a West group person. So then you, we've got to find the parts of the house that are available for you to use it that are, that are the best. And in the East group house, the house's good stuff is going to be North, South, East, and Southeast. So inside my house, North, South, Southeast, and East are the good sectors okay. of the house, but that doesn't correspond to you because your personal is actually the opposite. Uh-huh. So for the house, if you're in a Southwest sector, it's actually a not good sector of the house. It's good for you, but it's not a good sector of the house. Okay. And from a feng shui perspective, we want you to use the good stuff in the house as much as possible. Oh, so if I was in a, let's say I was in the good stuff of the house is Southeast. So let's pretend I'm sitting in the Southeast. I should then maybe move Turn. my desk to the Southwest portion of the Southeast room. Exactly. That's ah! called small Tai Chi. That's a, an advanced technique. So you're clearly you need to come study with me because you're already picking it up and we haven't even had a class. Um, I love it. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Okay. It's really not that hard when you know what all the concepts are. It, yeah. It, 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 it can be overwhelming because it's just not things that we're used to talking about, learning about, you know, if it was like um, reading or writing or math, you know, we're very familiar with all of that stuff and we have a right. lot of background knowledge. Um, and this is just a little different, not much. Right. But- and this is adding multiple layers, right? This is why it becomes really powerful because we're talking about your energy and the house's energy and getting them aligned so that you can be in the hot spots of the house. If you are working from home and you have a Wi-Fi router, you want to be in the part of the house where that router is going to give you the strongest signal. So that yeah. if you're giving a presentation, you don't have to worry about obstacles or, you know, blips or any kind of interruption, right? You want things to go smoothly. That's what we're doing with feng shui, whereas we're trying to, trying, right, to get you into the good energy of the house using good energy that's for you, favorable stars. It's multiple layers. It's never one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just one bit, right? We're talking about your office. Then we go to your bedroom and go, yeah. what sector is your bedroom in? What direction is your bed? Um, we then look at the, the kitchen and go, is the kitchen in a favorable or an unfavorable lo- location? And that actually has a whole other formula and rules that go with it. 
So is there any general information you can give to maybe the listeners as a whole, as difficult as that might be since everyone's chart is so different? Yeah. Is there anything that you can suggest as a, um, for the collective, as if you will? Yeah. Best placement for, or just some energy, feng shui energy ideas and suggestions for bedrooms in general. Maybe it, Maybe not placement of bed. Maybe I know the thing about, you know, um, clutter, under the bed or all of that kind of stuff. Is there anything generally speaking you can? A um, couple things. Yeah. I mean, this now we're starting to get a little bit in decor, right? I, some things I don't like in the bedroom. I, I definitely don't like electronics. I'll, I do not have a TV in my bedroom. I keep an EMF neutralizer in my home to neutralize EMFs. Um, I also don't like mirrors in the bedroom. I don't generally like a lot of mirrors a lot because the energy just spins. It just bounces off the spaces and it spins around. It causes confusion. Um, I also really want people to keep their bedrooms as relaxed and, and as still and as calm as possible. And that can also mean not keeping family pictures in the bedroom. Your bedroom should be a place for respite. It should not be a place to look at your mother-in-law as much as you might love her. Um, (laughs) that is also not conducive to romance in my mind. Like (laughs) as much as you might appreciate your in-laws, that does not need to be family pictures to spark romance. So there's a few things that I would encourage people to keep in mind um, for the bedroom. Uh, plants are great for the bedroom because they help aerate the space and help liven the chi. Um, I, I, I really encourage people to not charge their phones in their bedrooms. Yep. It's just, we are inundated with so much EMFs, Wi-Fi technology that we need a, our bodies to be able to rest. We need to be able to rejuvenate, and that's what sleep is for. Okay. So those are the, those are some really great things. tips. Yeah. Those, those great general tips for everybody. Part of what I'm doing is I'm taking this ancient practice and I'm putting it in a modern context. Yeah. Yeah, we can have good alignment, but if your house is next to a 5G tower, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> it's it's a whole other now concept that we have to deal with because yeah. it we can get you in good alignment, but if that, if that 5g tower is pulsating mm-hmm. EMFs and you're not healing, then there's very little that we can do about that. And the ground moves too. I also deal with geopathic stress because there's under, under the ground water streams that make the energy that make the earth move. And that can mm-hmm. also cause illness, which is a whole other part of my practice also. Okay. So that's good for the bedroom. Yeah. Do you have any general tips for the kitchen? Let's say just because we mentioned the kitchen. Kitchen is tough, right? I mean, okay. you're, it's it's hard because you want to make sure that your appliances are in good working order, that there's no leaks in your kitchen, right? There's no leaks under the sink. And I also, one of the no-nos that is sort of not followed these days is that you really should not have a sink or a stove on an island. These days, it seems like, in the nineties, it became very popular to have an Island yeah. in your kitchen. Yeah. And first it was just an Island. So you had an extra space for chopping and then it became like, Oh, let's put the sink in the Island. And then, Oh, let's put a stove in the Island so that we have all this counter space for everything else to make ravioli and like long strips of you yeah. know, baked goods you know, or whatever. When we, <laughs> when we do that, we don't do right. that here, which is so, actually so terrible. What's the problem with that energetically? Why does that screw the, up the kitchen space? Because, well, first of all, your stove needs to be attached to a, a wall, which is mm-hmm. in feng shui, it's the mountain, right? So it needs to be attached to something and have support behind it. Mm-hmm. And if it's floating on an island, then it's actually really terrible for health. 
Mm-hmm. It's all particularly bad for the person who makes money or the male uh, head of the household. Okay. Um, so is there a good placement or is it based on your chart? Just like the bedroom? It's always going like to be based on the chart, right? Mm-hmm. It, in general, the thing to do would be to make it a peninsula. If you can attach it somehow and not make it an island, that would be the sort of simple solution. Although that's not really the best solution, but it is one way that you can do it. Yeah. Um, like I have a client who moved into a property and the the house had an island in the middle, but the way that it was set up, all she had to do was like add an extra cabinet to the end of the island and it would be attached to the wall. And all of a sudden it wouldn't be an island. Yeah. And, and she was really like, she had just bought this house, poor thing. She had just bought this house um, and she paid a lot of money for it. And <laughs> she didn't consult me beforehand as to whether or not to choose it, which is a whole other service I offer. Sometimes oh, nice. it's easy you're just to like find the right property before so you don't have to run around fixing things but I was like you gotta you gotta make this a peninsula so that it's not yeah and then it became like a galley kitchen right which she didn't really want but her husband was really ill and I was like we gotta address this so and and it turned out to be okay because she was going to add cabinets to like the other part of the kitchen and I was like Mm -hmm. just get just get a cabinet and get mixed media and you could have like a wood countertop and it could be really cool once she started thinking outside the box she was like oh it's a great idea yeah and it looks really really great and it's functional and it works so what what are your takes on galley kitchens in general do you have any thoughts I'm fine with it I mean people all over Europe have these tiny little kitchens (laughs) Yeah. Like we, in America, we have gigantic spaces. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I live in a very old house, which is why I'm wearing this coat and this hat right now because it's so cold. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, oh, um, built before the 1900s. And um, there's definitely updates in the house, but the kitchen, I think, is has probably been pretty close to the way it looks right yeah. now for a while. And that's fine. I mean, the thing is, is, is it in a good location of the house? Is the stove activating good stars? Is it favorable for you? Let's There's see. so many pieces to it. <laughs> Let's look. Well, the first thing to do would to be figure out where is the kitchen located in the house? What sector? Kitchen is, is behind me right now. And so, so now in- that we know that that's south, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty much the south southern part of the whole house is the kitchen. Okay. I know that sounds large. It's not large. Um I mean, I could walk you through it with my laptop, but that's not yeah, for, so, for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. So this is really what the consultation, a consultation for us to go, like, is it in a good area of the house? And it's maybe not. Yeah. And Where then go have to, here? It, this is, this is not going to help me. I already can tell. I mean, I already can see what it is in terms of what you said. Really? So, yeah. This is part of what I do. I mean, I have this, this is part of what I've memorized. All right, go ahead. And then that'll be it. I promise I'm not going to steal. No, it's okay. It's it, no, no, it's okay. I just, it, I, I, I would never want anybody to like hear this and go, oh my God, I'm doomed. Right. Cause you're not doomed. Right. If, if I, yeah, listen, I might say I'm doomed, but what am I going to do? I can't move the stove. No, you can't. Well, you, you, if you're really sick, if you, if you are dealing with a major issue. Yeah and you're willing to do what it takes, then yeah, you would move the you stove. You would move the stove. You would, you would not necessarily move it. You would stop using it and you use a temporary stove in a different location. Yep. I would say, hey, this, this is not actually what I'm saying, but I'm just, this is might be a conversation. Your kitchen is not helping you heal. Yep. The dining room over there, which has an adjacent door, has much better energy for cooking. So let's set up a little temporary yeah. table where you can get a, a little, you know, sort of a two burner stove where you can cook for yourself. And we can give you a good location and, you know, see if that 
helps mitigate some of the things that are not working. Yeah. Like I have a client who is dealing with a massive autoimmune issue. And I said, you cook on this area over here and your husband cooks his food over there. And you have two different cooking areas for the two of you. And her, her benefit has been significant. Oh, I, mean, I love hearing that. It's not, it's never, it's unlikely that it's ever going to be over for her, but she's mm -hmm. feeling better. That's just one step though, toward right. it and understanding right. this alternative way to heal um, right. and change the energy flow. Um, she may try something in addition to this and it may, she may be better. Like, it's just crazy to me that just shifting the way that this, this, where you cook your food can help you. Um, there are three mm -hmm. components to this. There's what's called heaven luck, earth luck, and human luck. Mm -hmm. Heaven luck is what's faded. You are the family you're born into, the location that you grew up in, things that you don't have control over. Um, that's like your DNA, right? So mm -hmm. it's what's faded. Then you have your earth luck. Earth luck is the feng shui, the environment you're in. That's what we, we can control that. And then human luck is your free will, your choices, mm -hmm. which we can also control. So when you start seeing this as a holistic component, you really have control of about two thirds of, of stuff, your, your environment and your choices and the way that you use them, yeah. which can indicate, it can indicate opportunities. It can indicate um, growth, freedom, health choices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I sometimes will say to my clients that are in deal dealing with really big stuff, I'll say like, if you could improve this by 10%, what would that mean to you? Like, oh my God, that would mean everything. <laughs> right. Okay. So then here's what we need to do to get on the path toward that. And I, I really encourage people to try stuff for, for 90 days because yeah. the, we have annual energy, we have monthly energy and let's give it 90 days and see how you do at the three month trial period. And if we need to make additional fine tuning at that point, we can, Right. Um, we are, again, we're not building dream homes, right? We're, we're at the mercy of some architect who thought that this feature would be really creative. <laughs> right. Or ourselves who walked into the space and thought, I love this. I love the way right. it's open I love, or not. I right. love where that is. And you just love it. And then you get in there and you're like, oh boy, <laughs> right. <laughs> doesn't feel right. Almost this always house has always felt thing. amazing. The energy in this house has always felt, I would say calm. There's never really been any issues. Mm -hmm. That's um, great. Yeah, I love it. I know I could definitely organize it a bit more and be more um, streamlined, maybe. Yeah, clutter is a popular topic when we talk about feng shui because the idea in metaphysics and Chinese metaphysics is the concept of emptiness versus fullness. Mm -hmm. So in order to have the things that you want, you need to have a container that is empty so it can be filled. Mm -hmm. So this is the root of you need to declutter your space for good energy. That's like the, yep. the catchphrase that you hear. But it's but true when you talk why, about energy in yourself and gratitude and love and abundance and manifesting, you, you, you do need to let go of a lot of shit and <laughs> in order for this, the good stuff, you know, you do. So it's just an extension of that. I think it is. And it, it is absolutely how the chi or the energy in the space can flow. If there's obstacles, if there's too much stuff in the way, sort of like yep. the universe dropping off a, a present, like an elephant out of the sky. Yeah. If there's not a place for the elephant to live, then it's not going to, not going to find you. It won't find you. Yeah. It won't find you. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a poem, like a, like a concept or phrase from the classical text that basically says what's meant for you will come to you, whether it has to go around the world to get to you or not. So you I can decide that. whether you want it to go around the world and take a really long time, or if you want to open up these energy channels 
so that you can be in good energetic alignment so it can come to you faster. I love that. I'm trying to feverishly write part of it down. I open every podcast with a quote that pertains to the podcast topic. So I'm going to go search for that one. Ah, I think I found my quote. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much. I would love to keep you on here forever, but I don't want to do that. Um, we can do it. Again. I do want, no, <laughs> you don't want to stay with me forever. Um, <laughs> I do want to mention your business name is Feng Shui in motion. I do want to mention that your email, people can reach out to you, is FS as in feng, feng shui, um, fsinmotion at gmail.com. And that is the same for her website, fsinmotion.com. That's where you'll find the ba. Tell me the calculator. Well, the phrase is actually pronounced Batza, but it, you'll see it as B-A-Z-I. So it looks like Bazi yeah, calculator. Batza. Calculator, easy to find. I think under resources, if I remember correctly, I just- I think it was under that. services, yeah. Services, see, yeah. I don't remember correctly. It's okay. Um, I found it easy enough. I mean, I just clicked around and I found it and then you yeah. see some classes and things that she's offering. Are you somewhere on Facebook where people can follow you? Are there any- I am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn also, yeah. And is Actually, it FS in motion on Facebook? Uh, yeah, it's feng shui in motion. Yeah. All right. I will find you. I'm going to put all of these in the podcast notes anyways. Um, so people can refer to that once it's all done and released. I have three last questions that I ask everyone if you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Um, when you are at your most peaceful, what is it that you're doing? Sleeping. Yeah. Um, do you have a book that you would recommend? Oh, it's not, not really, really true. I love oh. the ocean. That's, I mean, I am sleeping oh. when I'm in my most peaceful and I love the ocean. Like I, I crave, I crave the ocean yeah, in my, too. in my Chinese astrology chart. Like I need, I said to my husband, like, if my attitude is bad, just send me to the beach until my attitude gets better. So where in my chart do I find what is good for me? Is it the five factors or is it, um, how do you know it, that? That's a little bit more complicated, but yeah, All generally, right. generally it is, it has to do with the balance of elements in your chart, whether or not you are nourished by water element, whether yeah. you're nourished by like, if you are somebody that goes into the woods and you, you need to hike and go be in the woods, then that yeah. would be one thing. Well, um, I think it said 80, 40% water for me. That's the highest. Mm -hmm. So uh, I always love the ocean. I'm petrified of it. I don't know how to swim, but I love the ocean. So Go figure. The ocean also is a little bit metal element because it's salt water. So yeah. there, it also can help if you have a lot of wood element can help put you, give you focus. Interesting. Let me look. I have 22% wood, right. which is the second highest in my chart. Well, the, that's, that's general calculation. There's something yeah. else in your chart that tells me that you have a lot of wood element. I probably have some wood element in my <laughs> You have a little bit of wood element. Your, your yeah. day master is wood. So that's okay. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. So um, that was the first next, question. <laughs> next question. Do you have a book that you would recommend? I always suggest like, a, I always say life-changing book or just something that you really love that you would, you would, you would recommend to somebody. Do you, do you mean like a feng shui book or something that I just. Anything really. I, I love the four agreements. I love oh, yeah. um, the untethered soul. I love mm. the alchemist. 
And that really all the stuff I read when I was in my twenties during my that's right. Period. That's right. All that stuff. But you might have a book that maybe speaks of feng, feng shui, but also helps so many in so many other ways. It was life changing, eye opening. It could be any kind of book. I don't care what kind of book it is. <laughs> so because it's related to my practice, one of the things that is foundational is the I Ching. And the I Ching is really interesting because when you dive into the information in the I Ching, the wisdom is so deep and so fascinating. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about the I Ching is that when we get a copy of the I Ching, we're getting someone's translation. Mm -hmm. So we're somebody who was from Europe, usually, who went to China, met mm -hmm. somebody who was willing to translate the ancient text and then translate it from that person's translation from the ancient text to their language and then put it into English. So you're getting sort of a watered down version. And what's kind of cool about the I Ching is that you can dive into the methods for how to cast a divination. And when you learn the root of it, you can make your own interpretation. You don't have to rely on someone's translation, which is fascinating. That is fascinating. It's incredibly enlightening and helps with understanding the exchange of energy in the universe. Thank you. And, and how did, do you know how to spell that? I Ching? Well, it's I space C-H-I-N-G. Oh, okay. I Thank it's you. Like, it looks like itching, but it's yeah, that's okay. Right. I'll find it. I'll look for itching. it. Okay. And the last question is if money was not an object at all, what is it that you would be doing? What would I be doing? I would probably be doing a lot of philanthropic work. Oh, um, helping more, helping yeah, more would, than you do now. Right. I mean, I can teach, but that's, and that's great. That's what I do in my job. But yeah. I feel like I'm a nice Jewish girl from Ohio. Like how does a nice Jewish girl from Ohio get to do feng shui? Part of my upbringing was uh, tikkun olam, which is Hebrew for repair the world. And I get really emotional when I talk about this because I, I love feel that. like our role is to be kind to people and help people as much as we can. And if, yeah. if, if the things that I'm doing in this life help repair the world, then I'm doing something beneficial. And you are. So... I think it would change someone's life. You've already mentioned so many cases where health-related issues were um, help, helped yeah. and healed, or if not, on the road to. Um, so you are doing that work. So thank you. I would do more of that. That would be more yeah. of what I would do. Yeah. Just go around the world and change everyone's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. I'd be happy to, to do that. You should work for like a... Do you remember that that show, Trading Spaces? Yeah. Am I completely aging myself here? I know exactly what you're talking about. Training with um, Paige Davis. Yeah, yeah. And Ty Pennington. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. where he, that was his breakout role. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. can you imagine if they had a feng shui expert before they changed their space? How fabulous would that be? That would you be amazing. also contact Queer Eye on Netflix and see if they'll hire you too. I would be happy to work with anybody who is interested in that. I mean, I, I have I've my often said to people, like, if I could just get into hospitals and put people, patients, like in the right direction, in a good sector of the hospital, like how, how quickly they would heal and how much how better they would do. Would yeah. Um, I, I wish that that was something that we could do here in America. I don't maybe know someday be open to it, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. Someday. Well, thank you so much. It was so nice to talk to you. Finally. Um, I wish Britt was with us. She would have loved this conversation. I'm just going to force her to listen to it when it becomes released. Um, and everyone remember you can hire or at least get to know Jillian a little bit better by um, 
checking her out on Facebook, Feng Shui in Motion. FSinmotion.com is her website. FSinmotion at Gmail is her email. So you can just reach out to her if you feel like it. I had such a great time learning about this and I'm definitely going to check out your February class. Sorry, everybody, this episode is not coming out until March, but I'm sure that she'll be offering. I'll some be other- offering classes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I teach, I teach Chinese astrology. I teach basic feng shui. I do private mentoring. Yeah. There's classes all the time. Perfect. Perfect. So check out her website. You can, if you want to learn more, um, it just seems like such a great uh, tool to have in everybody's toolbox. Not even if you're wanting to work with people um, just to work for yourself. Just for That's how I started. I mean, I, 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 when I got my own, my first function by consultation, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like I was in a career. I was doing a whole, I even stayed in that career for an additional 10 years after I took my first class. Yeah. Like I, I was, and I was in golden handcuffs because I'm, I was doing my own feng shui. I made a ton of money and I said, like, I was coming home crying because I was hated my job, (laughs) but I was going to stay until the universe had another path and the universe laid off massive layoff. Like the whole building got laid off. And I was like, it's my day. I get to go do feng shui full time. Yeah. You're the only one cheering. And I was cheering. I was like, well, my badge here. And I was like tossing it over the table. I'm out of here. Yeah. I was like super happy. So that's how I started. I mean, I started with understanding my own chart, understanding my own feng shui, helping myself first so that I could be in a position where I was prepared to help other people. first. Yeah. I feel like it's a great strategy tool for everyone to have. So um, I'm certainly going to check it out a little bit further. So if you're interested, check out Jillian and thanks again so much for coming on. I'm so glad it finally worked out. This is a great conversation. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you've helped me so much. I'm, I'm going to go upstairs and move my whole bedroom around. Um, <laughs> Mike's not going to enjoy that, but I'm going to do it. I, I mean, I'm going to have, have to ask for his help. So yeah. he's going to have to buy in a little bit, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you again so much. And everyone else, I will be back in just a few moments. And here I am. I am back, just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.